and welcome to Success at Scale, the podcast that covers business stories from experienced entrepreneurs, hopefully like you, business leaders and startup founders on how to translate business ideas into business results. I'm your host, Greg Stein, and today we're going to talk with Jeff Fortin, an old friend of mine. Actually, he's a young guy, but he's an old friend of mine, uh, and he's a he's the CEO of Sweetheart Deals, and I am literally honored to have this guy join us today. He's a master salesman, business leader, entrepreneur. He's got it all going. Uh, Jeff, thanks so much for joining us. Tell us more about you. Well, hey, Greg, like you said, you're a good friend of mine. Uh, you got the old part right, but young is also good. So, yeah, I'm the CEO of Sweetheart Deals. Um, started in 2014. We'll get into all that. But uh, we're an online retailer of musical equipment, uh, consumer audio, car audio, and uh, uh, that's it. That's Amazing. what I do. So, so, Jeff, like, tell us about, like, how you got started as an entrepreneur, your journey, and what is Sweetheart Deals all about? Well, you know, uh, majority of my life, I was a entrepreneur. I wanted to be an entrepreneur and um, I kind of fell into the corporate, you know, rut where you get into a business and you do well and you're successful. And then uh, you go up the ladder, up the ladder, up the ladder. And it kind of consumed my life until 2014. And that's when uh, Sweetheart Deals was founded and started and off we went. And so what, what is Sweetheart Deals? Tell, tell me more. Sweetheart Deals is an online uh, retailer. We sell everything online. We're across many platforms. And we launched our website on Valentine's Day last year. And uh, we really focused on that part, that component of the business. And we sell consumer audio, we sell pro audio, we sell car audio. And that's something that started not too long ago and it's been doing really well for us. Um, and interesting, interestingly enough about that is that car audio actually mirrors the pro audio uh, segment of music. You know, the, the reality is not everyone can play a guitar or drums or whatever, but that doesn't mean they don't have the same passion for music, as a musician, you and myself, uh, they have the same passion. They just translate it differently. And they do that in putting a beautiful, magnificent audio system in their vehicle. And they're able to push play and appreciate music as much as we do performing it. They, and so it's an amazing thing that, that kind of crossed over and that light bulb went off. Uh, so it's, and a lot of music retailers I find out, I know I'm going into a tangent, but a lot of music retailers I find out are, are you know, in this lane, you know, the musical, musical instrument lane where they want to sell guitars, drums, keyboards, amps, pedals. And that whole other segment of passionate music lovers gets left out. Now, in the car audio world, there's speakers, there's power amps, there's crossovers. All the components of the pro audio system are there just for their car 12 volt system. So it's amazing. So what was your favorite job that you had? Like, you know, you got all of this going with sweetheart deals. Like, how did you get to sweetheart deals? And like, what was your favorite experience or job along the way that got you to sweetheart deals? Well, you know, I, that's an interesting question because 
Well, every job I've had, um, I've really enjoyed. And the reason I enjoy it, because it involves people, right? So can I rewind the clock real quick and tell you how I kind of began my whole sales career? Please. Okay, good. So back in the 80s, I was working in the car business. I was a finance manager at a car dealership. Okay. And in walks this guy named Benny, right? Benny walks in and he's like, man, I got to show you something. You're not going to believe this. There's a guy named Tony Robbins and you are going to love this guy. And he came in, he actually talked to the whole sales team. And I'm like, I was kind of mesmerized going, okay, this Tony Robbins guy, okay, whoever, and believe me, this is the eighties when Tony was a young man, right? Just starting out, just wrote unlimited power and started out his Robbins research international company. Right. So, so I went, I went to one of the, the uh, seminars and I was blown away, man. I was floored. I went up to Benny and said, Benny, I got to work with you. I got to work with this guy. I got to be, you know, I want out of the car business and I want to do what you're doing. So Benny took me under his wing and I actually flew out and spent about a month with Tony. And we used to live in California. He lives in Florida now. Wow, but, I didn't uh, know so, that. That's awesome. Yeah. So I spent a month with Tony uh, at his castle. It was Jimmy Durante's old castle in Del Mar, California. And I trained with his top gurus. And so this program was called the Associate Distributor Lecture Program. And my role was to train in sales professionals with Tony's program called the Power to Influence Sales Mastery Course. Now, that's what changed my life is that whole program because it was not your standard, you know, pitch, present, close business. This was psychological selling on the deepest personal level. And so I learned from his gurus. I learned from Tony himself. I did Date with Destiny with Tony and about 30 other people. And it literally changed the trajectory of my sales career. Now, my job after that was over was to go out and sell and train his uh, program, Power to Influence Sales Mastery Course. So I went to, I talked to the GM. I'm talking corporate level GM people, Xerox at the time, IBM. These are all old companies now that folded into other things, but I sales trained with his technology, these great sales teams. And that is what formed my sales person, right? So let me give you some examples. First of all, uh, one of the techniques that I learned from Tony was this thing called mirroring and matching, pacing and leading. So what that means is you actually enter, you can't walk into a sales meeting at level 12. You could, but if your buyer is at level three, which a lot of them can be, then you're going to blow yourself out. You're going to go, this guy's whacked. Get him out of here. So you learn to enter at the level that they're at, at level three, level four, and then you bring them up and you bring them up with your enthusiasm, your excitement, and your knowledge of the product also is all melded into this thing. And then the called pacing leading is bring them up. And you get them excited. And that is really one of the uh, basis of my selling career. So where, where's this all going? Well, I use that strategy and those techniques and all that stuff I learned from Tony to also translate that to my sales teams. So, you know, I began uh, 
you know, after the Tony Robbins thing, I just went and sold music stuff because I'm a musician. I love music. So I kind of went and wanted to go back to, you know, I didn't want to go back in the car business and sell, you know, paper. I wanted to go in and sell stuff that I was passionate about. So I started at Rhythm City in Atlanta and had all that knowledge of sales power and quickly rose, you know, up to be one of the top guys there. And there were some great guys there, by the way. So we were all top guys, but I just, you know, I just was referencing the fact that, but so, um, (laughs) (laughs) and then from there, you know, Guitar Center bought Rhythm City. So I was like, you know, man, I want to run a, a, you know, a guitar center. So I worked really hard, focused, used the strategy. And then I started kind of expanding upon his knowledge and started reading, you know, stuff like the Tao Te Ching, for example, because I was going to start managing human beings. And I managed myself for a long time. And now it was time to start managing human beings. So I kind of wanted to get more in depth with, you know, human nature, humankind. How would I, how do I manage these people? I don't, because there's two ways you can manage someone. You can manage them from the top, you know, pound down on them, or you can manage them from underneath. So one of the things that really kind of, uh, I guess, sang to my soul was one of the verses, Dada Jean's a bunch of like, I guess, verses or poems or whatever. And one of them was all rivers flow to the ocean because the ocean is lower than they are. And, and to me, that translated to, you know, the ocean is the most powerful thing on earth. So if all these rivers are flowing to the ocean because it's lower than them, then maybe that's how I should manage human beings. That maybe that's how I should manage from underneath, push them up, push them up first. I don't want to say, oh, I'm the, the king, I'm the most powerful thing. No, it's you guys. It's all about you. And it, it's about your success. And I also used Tony's training to hopefully enhance their lives, to have, you know, people, because when you're in a music store environment, people are coming in, are musicians, you know, they've partied all night, you know, the girls, the, the rock and roll, the stage or whatever. And you got to help those people become powerful salespeople because you got numbers to hit, right? And it's not like you have, there's nothing, you've got things you got to do. So to inspire those folks, the musicians like myself and you, um, it really takes a lot of finesse. So to kind of go through the story, so I use the techniques, um, you know, for the store and store, my store in Marietta was store of the year in 99, the team rose up and it was fantastic. And from there, um, I started entertaining, maybe going into the wholesale side of things. I wanted to kind of go in that area. So I started kind of nosing around and then Gibson Guitars was looking for a Southeast Regional Sales Manager. And I go, bingo. So I reached out to the sales manager at the time and I said, hey, I want to, you know, do the thing. I want to sell guitars. I love guitars. I love Gibson guitars. And they hired me. And from there, I kind of learned the manufacturer side of things. Uh, and then another opportunity came up with a company called Musicorp and using the same strategies and sales techniques. Uh, I was able to get, you know, rep of the year and most grown territory and all that stuff. And then on to the next job, which was in music brands. And I was the I was East Coast sales manager. And then, you know, they expanded it to the whole country and all brands. 
And so I did that for about 10 years. And again, the team was the most important thing. And, and, and Jeff, that's were- that's where you and I first met, right? Like that's and, right. That's right. And and you know, when I met you, I was just blown away. I could, you know, uh, I didn't really know the whole Tony Robbins background until right now, but I, I will tell you that like you kind of embodied what I perceive as like the whole Tony Robbins thing and, and the way that you brought that to the company, the energy that you brought to the company. Uh, and, and obviously the results spoke for themselves, but that's besides the point, you know, the, 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 the way that you kind of carried yourself and, and the energy that you brought to the company and, and management techniques that you, you mentioned, I mean, it was spot on, you know? Yeah. Well, thank you. And Greg, of course, you are always at the pinnacle of, of leadership and, you know, I just look so up to you, man. It's been, that was an incredible time for us. Yeah, no, it really was. I mean, and and I guess, you know, for those who are watching who don't know what we're talking about, here's what we're talking about. We're talking about a company, you know, in music brands, which is literally at this point, I think those guys are just on fire taking over the industry, every part of it. But but, you know, here's here's the point. Right. You know, they were playing in the consumer channel with Ion Audio, you know, Alesis, Newmark, Akai Professional and all these other brands. And it was a time when. You know, the company was taken over by one guy. This guy, Jack O'Donnell, is an amazing guy. And he basically, you know, took these companies that weren't maybe performing well and turned them into this this monstrosity, this amazing conglomerate, right? I mean, it really is something. And, you know, I think Jeff and I were really, you you and I were part of that kind of journey and trajectory up Mm -hmm. and it was, uh, you know, for me, it was about a, a total of, a, I don't know, a seven-year journey that was just absolutely uh, amazing. I mean, it just, it uh, it and meeting people like you, that was, I think you go back to that point about the people. That That's what yeah. it was about, you know. Yeah, it's about the people. You know, that that's what's most important. And also, let me caution uh, your viewers out there, Greg. Um, you know, there's a corporate game, all right? When you're in a corporate environment, and then we're going to get into the sweetheart deals transition in a moment. Yeah. When you're a corporate, if you're in a corporate environment, you know, there are, there's posturing, there's yeah. positioning, there's po- politics. There's yeah. a lot of elements that go on that, you know, I don't personally align with, you know, I, I, and um, I want to caution everybody to make sure your voice is heard at the highest level. Okay. Cause there may be people in the way that don't want that to happen. So, and also, more importantly, there's a thing called a corporate rut, all right? And, and that's where, but as I transition, as I transition into sweetheart deals, uh, let me tell you what the, the biggest thing that stopped me from being a, you know, an entrepreneur, and I was a entrepreneur. I always wanted to have my own business, but I was afraid. I was in a corporate environment that I knew that I was going to get paid, if I performed and the team performed, we were going to keep, get paid. And I stopped myself many times over in my entire career from taking the leap. All right. So it was the fear that stopped me. And you get in that corporate rut, it's easy to be stopped because you know you got a paycheck, you got a family, you got you got to take care of the family, you got to take care of yourself, you got a house, you got all this stuff, right? So that fear is real and it's strong. But let me tell you what I learned when the transition happened. I got let go in 2014 mm-hmm. and I was like, whoa, that was, that was a shock. 
because, you know, I didn't leave the company with, you know, ambitions to start my own company. I, I left, left the company because they were restructured and I was gone. So here I was, 54 years old at the time, uh, putting resumes out there like 25 crazy. now. He's 25 now. Don't don't well, worry. I, about I have a time machine <laughs> right behind me, right behind this sweet deal thing. So <laughs> so check it out, man. Think about the that that whole feeling of yes. having a great career and really enjoying what you were doing because you was involved with people. It was just beautiful. You're out, you're you know, selling from the you know, leading from the front, that whole bit. And then nothing. Then there was nothing. And I'm right. like, oh my gosh. So here's the lesson I'm trying to teach everyone. Um, I was afraid, but once it happened, I was forced to make a decision. I was forced to, you know, here's my resume. Nobody's hiring a 54 year old guy. I mean, they're not. Uh, maybe they are, but they weren't hiring me. So uh, I said, man, I got to do something. So I started an eBay store. You know, an eBay store, and you know, the first year I think I did maybe fifty thousand in sales. And I had a lot of partnerships that I had built throughout my career with in music and, and music core and, and and that with the distributors and manufacturers and all this stuff. So I had relationships already in place, and then you know, I used I leveraged that to bring on lines, and then slowly, I think the first year I did fifty thousand in sales. Second year. I think I did like 400,000. So this is just eBay, by the way, 400,000. And then the next year I busted a million dollar deal. And I was like, wow, so this is really a business. So then I got serious and said, okay, it's time to scale. And I started working on, you know, how can I, um, you know, cause if you're on one platform and you don't have a website, you're not worth it. The business isn't worth anything. So my goal was to go across many platforms and figure out how I can, because the, the challenge that you run into being an online retailer is how do I get, make it efficient? Because it takes time to list one item on one platform and you do the same and the same and the same. So I found this tool, great tool, so that, that integrated them all together. So then I hired a, a fellow out in California to do that because, you know, hey, it's, we're growing fast. And um, so I guess the point I'm trying to make is the fear stops a lot of people. Okay. There you doesn't need to be any fear. Take the leap, do it, and you'll be amazed of what you can accomplish if you're forced to accomplish it. You know what I mean? So if you if you're thinking about becoming an entrepreneur and starting your own business, if you wait, it's just in your mind you're gonna go, I wish I'd done this 20 years ago. I'm sure that's happened a million times over. So that's the point I was trying to make. Oh, it, it's it's spot on, man. And and that's what this podcast is all about. It's about practical, pragmatic, real advice. So I'm just so happy that you brought that to the audience because I, I really think that that's what, you know, people need. They need to hear the real stuff, right? And by that's the way, up. just to throw you uh, a little props here, you know, Sweetheart Deals, congratulations to you because Sweetheart Deals, uh, I believe NAM, uh, National Association of Music Merchants, has yeah. voted Sweetheart Deals as uh, one of the top 100 dealers worldwide. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, what, what an accomplishment. Well, you know, uh, Greg, if you think about it, there are how many tens of thousands of music retailers are out there. Yeah. And to have the honor of NAM, the NAM organization, 
uh, say that you're one of the top 100 out of all and worldwide. There's yeah. people in that top 100 list from Australia, UK, you know, you name it, they're on there. Uh, it's just mind blowing. And it, and it all filters down to it's about the people. You know, again, when you own your own retail business, you know, your boss is the customer, right? So we really, I mean, that is the most important thing to our team is our customers, the people, you know, taking care of the people, no matter what, even if it hurts, right? Yeah. It, you know, we, we're customer obsessed. We're, you know, crazy about how, making our customers happy and all of our feedback's 100% positive. And, you know, and then it, it kind of snowballs. You know, when we launched yeah, our no, website absolutely. last year, you know, think about this. We launched our website last year we had zero visibility. There was nothing. Nobody knew that we even had a website in, in just a short period of time. I think we've been had the website for a year and a half now or two years or whatever. February, I guess, was a year. So every March, you know, a year and three months. Uh, our website has now overtaken two or three of our other platforms. Right. You know, so that's amazing we've you know we've learned how to use google adwords we've learned you know facebook we're on every social media platform you can imagine we have a great mail li mailing list of, of ten thousand plus people and you know we try to give them value for their time right we send something out there's something valuable in there um and we research products we've done a lot of of you know, Wendy is responsible for this. She's created spreadsheets where she's got this thing where she gold mines for product that nobody else has listed yet. Brand new stuff. She can look at these two spreadsheets and automatically see what's brand new in stock and we get it listed first. So we've had a really a great market advantage um, because of that and our marketing and, you know, I guess the brand and so it's just been amazing. Our, our website's doing very, very well. We're very thrilled and flattered and um, just, I really can't believe how well it's doing. So. so, so Jeff, like, okay, so you started this website, right? And, you yeah. know yeah. what? And, and you started this business, right? Much broader yeah. scale. But like when you, when you yeah. look at it, like, what do you think some of the like challenges that you face even now, right? Uh, are right. and and you know is there any practical advice you'd give to someone that that might be experiencing the same kind of thing sure uh and that's a great question every morning i wake up and every business owner wakes up you got to pull out the big broadsword man because you have dragons to slay sometimes it feels like everyone doesn't want you to succeed manufacturers customers uh, you know, platforms. It's amazing. And, and competitors, competitors are a big part of it. And we've been really successful uh, positioning our products against them. And we'll get to that point in a moment. But you know, you got to pull out the big broadsword, you got to be ready to fight because it's a fight. Every day is a fight. It is not easy or everyone would be doing it, right? It's not easy. But you got to be committed. You got to pull the broadsword out and you go, okay, here we go. Let's slay the dragons. And one of the things, and, and let me give you a point on that. Uh, I noticed that if you go to a furniture store, they, they have financing, right? And one of the financing arms is called SNAP, SNAP Finance. Now, SNAP Finance is a little different than Synchrony Bank, for example. Synchrony Bank has a credit card. You can put your store name on the credit card. 
And the challenge with that is, uh, you know, you get chargebacks. If a customer defaults on the card, then, you know, Synchrony will send you a chargeback. You'll have to pay them back some of the money if it's a percentage or whatever. Plus, you pay a percentage for them to charge the card or whatever. So there's a maintenance fee. Well, Snap, I noticed that Snap didn't do any of that. So Snap takes 100% of the responsibility. They charge you 4% of your sale. And they don't do any credit checks. There's no... They specialize in credit challenge customers. I'm not saying all our customers are credit challenge. They're not. I'm just saying that that is a tool that the big guys out there, my competitors, aren't using. So I started using that. We've had so much success with Snap. They do a long-term, I think, one-year payment repay. We only pay 4%. They pay us up front. We never see that again. In other words, if the customer defaults, they, they absorb it. Now, here is one of the things probably got us nominated for top 100. I invited Snap. I went out to, um, there was a SEMA show out in Vegas for car audio. That was my first car audio trade show I ever went to. And they were there. And I'm like, hey, we signed up with you guys. We're doing really well. And they were like, you know, uh, hey, how are you doing? I'm so great. I said, you know what? Do you ever go to the NAM show? And they go, no, we don't. And I go, you should go to the NAM show. As a music retailer would eat this up, they would love this because it'll help them have another tool to fight the big guys, right? So guess what? They're coming to NAM. They have a booth at NAM. And uh, think come, come, are you right? So, you know, I, I love for a lot of these brick and mortar retailers. By the way, they have a, a tougher than I do. You know, we're online, we're everywhere. People can see us. They can buy stuff on Facebook directly. They can buy stuff on Google directly, you know, and it all filters through my website. And um, with, with it would be great for the brick and mortar guys that are out there fighting this fight that we fight every day to have this tool, the tool that the big guys don't have. They don't use, they don't need to use. They're, they're the biggest guys around. But you'll know, have somebody walk in, hey, you know, I don't have the money because that's a big, right, one of the biggest objections. You, right, especially with musicians, oh. right? Like, I mean, Bro, it's, it's tough. Know. It's tough. It's tough. So, and this gives them a tool to say, well, hey, come over here to the computer screen, just put your name and your know, checking account information in and let's see you get approved. Then they approve up to $5,000. So, um, so they're coming in now. The Our wow. fellow music stores will have an opportunity to sign up. It doesn't cost a penny to sign up. And uh, I think we're going to be up for the uh, innovation because, you know, once you get nominated for the top 100, you now are in a pool to get one of the seven best of awards. Right. And if you get one of the best of awards, then you're in the running for uh, dealer of the year. Right. Well, I'll tell so, you, I'll, I'll definitely be cheering you on, uh, even if it's from the sidelines. We'll, we'll be cheering you on everybody at Triple G. But, you know, the other thing, uh, I don't know if you know this or not. Uh, Triple G is going to have a, uh, a big stand at NAM this year for the first time ever. It's an innovation hub where we've taken, you know, six of our many brands. Uh, and uh, we, we've kind of, you know, curated it to bring the most innovative things to NAM, And we have this innovation hub uh, that's going to be happening uh, there, uh, which is just in a few weeks. So uh, hopefully you'll be there to uh, come check it out. We'd love I'm to see coming. you. You know I'll be there, Greg. Fantastic. Gosh, I'd love to see it. 
I, you know, I, and then you went to CES too, right? You had a, you had we a, did CES. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, that was an interesting see. one, you know, and it's, and it's like Nam too, in a way, right? There's a lot of talk out there about these shows, right? And right before CES, everybody said, no, 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 no. All, all the big brands were pulling out. It was all over the news. Everybody was pulling out yeah, and yeah, we, yeah. it was very risky. And obviously health is, is priority, but uh, we decided to drive headfirst in while everybody else was running away. And yeah. what happened was, oh, yeah. I think I might have told you this, it was like magic, right? Because uh, everybody, uh, the first few hours of the show, I got to tell you, I was panicked beyond belief, okay? Because nobody was around, it was real quiet and whatever. But a few hours into the show, all of a sudden, bam, everybody came through. And it was just unbelievable because why? We had this curated innovation place where you could find all the coolest stuff was right there in this one little wow. spot. And it's going yeah. to be the same thing at NAM. You know, we got uh, Jordan Rudis uh, from Dream Theater. He just won a Grammy. Yeah. He's going to be performing That's on right. the booth. And this is like what? mind-blowing stuff, right? It's that is really awesome, exciting. Man. That's yeah. so cool. So, yeah, um, you know, I saw, I saw all your social media stuff on the uh, CES show. And, and I just knew you, of course, this was going to be a big deal. It, it looked huge. It looked fantastic. So congratulations on that, man. And NAM. You know, hey, it's the largest music retailer sh show in the world. Yeah. So you come in there, and I can't wait to visit your your booth. Is it going to be on the floor? Or are you going to be? At the yeah, yeah. So what? it's a uh, twenty by ten booth, like gotcha. right in the in the hall when you walk in. I think it's like booth one hundred one hundred seven, something like this. You you walk right in, and uh, yeah, you'll you'll be seeing it and feeling it and hearing it. And it's, like I said, six brands all launching new stuff. Uh, yeah, in this little spot. It's it's gonna be hot. It, it'll be a good. Well, that's the place to do it, man. That's cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll come see. Yeah. It. I can't wait. That's no, awesome. I, I'm a huge fan of what you know Nam does and the industry and the and the kind of mission, right? I mean, obviously, you and I have been part of it for a long time, but you know, it brings yeah. us to a, another question, which is, you know, in your opinion, you know, Nam and everything else, what, what do you see as the future of this whole music products? space music technology even the car audio and consumer stuff too i mean what, what do you see as the is the future and where where are some trends where are things going well you know the music industry is interesting because you have you know technology synthesizers evolving electronic drums evolving uh guitar pedals evolving everything's evolving digital you, you're you know, some of our combined, you know, the, the, the looper and the vocal effects and, and guitar effects all combined into one. And then you have this other segment that's kind of retro, you know, guitar. You know, what are you going to, what are you going to do to a guitar? You know, Roland did it. They made a guitar synthesizer, right? So where else is it going to go? I think you're going to see some backward movement back to more retro products in that space. Um, as long as well as guitar amps, guitar pedals, you know, there you always got these new pedal people popping up, right? And it, it, and even the boutique pedals, like the boutique pedals, um, there there's a space for them, but it, the price point, you know, there's not a big mass market opportunity, but it's still going to be there because you have a lot of guitar players that are passionate about their sound, yeah. beyond belief about their sound. And they're the ones that are going to be buying the boutique stuff. 
And then you've got your uh, standard, you know, guitar player just learning, you know, and they're just getting, they're excited just to have a guitar in their hands. So you're going to see um, my point on the retro thing. I think vintage-ish kind of thing is going to happen in the, in the acoustic world. And I think that, you know, technology is going to keep on marching forward. I mean, who knows what's next? You know, the ADAT changed everything way back when. What's going to change something now? I don't know the answer to that other than. What about this? um, I mean, what about technology in your world as, you know, in the e-commerce kind of realm, like, you know, AI and machine learning and all of these kind of things. Do you do you see that playing a role in your world more or is it a good thing, bad thing? What You know, where do you think that goes? Okay, so I have a really good friend of mine. His name's Brandon Cooper. He's in Atlanta. And he started a company called AFID, in like, a, like the bug, AFID. Yeah. And um, you know, I was entertaining joining his company for a while, and I should have. I mean, Brandon's a great, he's one of the smartest guys I know. And he designed this thing called, um, it's an AI product, okay? And Someone can hire this bot to work for them eight hours a day. In other words, they hire the bot, they sign on with AFID, and it's called a gig economy, right? And then this bot will go out, and it can be a chat bot, or it can be a scraper bot. It can do all kinds of jobs, and the person who owns the bot will get paid for it. The bot works for them, and they work about three hours a, a week you know, tightening up the bot, you know, helping the bot learn things. So if you want to know where I think it's going, I think Brandon Cooper already established where it's going. And that Brandon's is, already there. I got it. He, I'm, you know what? I'm going to introduce you to him. You need him Please, on your show. I, I would love this to be guy, this guy. This is this the kind guy, of guy I need to be talking oh to. Oh my love gosh. It. This guy is in outer space as far as knowledge and, and what he's got going on. Yeah. And here we are. We're on the ground, right? This guy's <laughs> future. He's the future, man. So, you know, I, I worked up a business proposal, you know, business plan for his company. And, um, you know, so he'd go out there and shop for, you know, uh, VC capital and all that. And he's done a great job. He's been on every show on the web, you can imagine. He's been highlighted in Atlanta Magazine and all this stuff. So, um, anyway, that's, you want to know the future, future? Talk to Brandon Cooper. He'll tell you what the future is because that I is the it. future. Yeah, I love it. Well, that's fantastic. Um, you know, we're coming, we're coming to the end of the podcast here. It's been absolutely wonderful. I have one more key question, actually two. What's one question that you wish I had asked you and how would you have answered that question, Jeff? I, I think I wish you would have asked me, you know, who my favorite band that I played with was. And I, my answer would be all of them. Because I really enjoyed all my bands that I played with. V was a great band. Uh, Storms, I went on the road for three years with those guys. And um, Public Enemy, we were on a record in Atlanta, uh, Home Cooking 2. I wrote a song that actually got on the record, and we were regionally famous. (laughs) (laughs) I love that, regionally famous. We were Um, regionally famous. <laughs> infamous, infamous now. Yeah, uh, that's more like it, dude. <laughs> I'll tell you this, Jeff. I I um 
I've really, really enjoyed, you know, catching up with you. I think that, you know, there's so much to learn from you and your experience, right? You're a musician, you're, you're kind of a Renaissance man, you're a musician, you're, you're uh, an entrepreneur, right? You're, you're somebody who is a real leader and now an award-winning uh, retailer, e-tailer and so much more, right? There's, there's so much going on here and uh, you're just a lovely guy overall. And I, I'm just thankful that you took the time to, to join me today. Uh, and, and talk through your journey, which sounds like it's only just beginning. So with that being said, where can listeners find you online? Where, where can we find you? Well, right behind me, sweetheartdeals.com is our retail store. And by the way, if you shop there and use code LOVE101 on checkout, with this podcast, you will get 10% off your first purchase, the entire purchase. So all right. Love so you hear that, everybody? We just got a deal. I'm loving this. I'm going to have to log on to sweetheartdeals.com and go get my uh, my coupon in there. I love That's it. Right. Uh, That's right. But, uh, but again, Jeff, thank you so much for, for joining us. Really appreciate it. For anyone that's listening, please be sure to like, share, subscribe, all that cool social media stuff. Uh, Triple G Ventures, check us out. Uh, this is Success at Scale with Triple G, and we're so happy to have Sweetheart Deals with Jeff Fortin here today. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, peace. Peace.